0: Hey there, and welcome to the Lick My Lit podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Drake, library professional and smut enthusiast. Each episode, will have hilarious, provocative discussions about erotic literature, authors, and self-proclaimed sex sexperts. The goal being to create an open, non-judgmental dialogue surrounding sexuality, fetishes, and romance through the examination of multiple genres of erotica. So let's slide right in. Hey, my litty-loos. This week, we are gonna discuss Prince of Dreams by Lisa Klepas, or Klepas? Klepas, Klepas. Anyway, this was published in 1995 And let me go ahead and read quickly through the official synopsis. A wealthy and bitter exile, the most dangerous and desirable man in all of England, he burns to possess a proud, headstrong beauty who is promised to another. But winning Emma Stokehurst's exquisite hand through threats and determination does nothing to fill the empty space in Nicola's heart until passion's magic carries the handsome, tormented prince back to a bygone era of splendor and romantic dreams. For there his destiny awaits him in a distant life, and in one remarkable woman's tender touch, achingly familiar but gloriously new, he must seek the elusive promise of ecstasy and learn, at last, to love. Okay. (laughs) So I also listened to this one. It was published in the 90s. Reviewers online are wildly divided as to whether or not they like this book. So I'm not going to give any spoilers. But I will say I had fun listening to it. There is a surprise sort of time travel twist in it. And I thought that was kind of fun, even though a lot of folks thought that it was unnecessary or silly and kind of out of nowhere. But I thought it was all in good fun. And I thought, if you're going to have a random emotional epiphany, why not let it be 170 years in the past? (laughs) So... The basics are, we have a an exiled Russian prince named Nikola, and he is in love with very British 20-year-old Emma Stokehurst, who is, of course, in love with another man. And they are plotting together to marry or even elope when Nicholas makes a threat on his life, or not an official threat, but sort of an implied threat on his life. And so he bails and goes to find some other rich available lady to marry. And Emma, in a very inappropriate exception to the Victorian women's role, actually sleeps with Nicola before they get married, which is crazy. And it makes it even more naughty because she's definitely not supposed to be doing that because she's Victorian. Because the book is set originally in 1877, which is very deep into Queen Victoria's reign. She is a single reigning monarch at this point and doesn't die for another 25-ish years. She dies in 19... Queen Victoria doesn't die until 1901. We're in 1877, very much in the Victorian era. So all of those Victorian expectations are in play. But Emma, our main character, our heroine, is very strong-willed. She's an animal rights activist. She has a menagerie because she is a very wealthy lady, and she can have and maintain this miniature sort of zoo of recovering animals. And Nikola, even though he is a dangerous exiled Russian prince, loves Emma's independent spirit and the fact that she cares about all of these misfit animals and doesn't want to change her, doesn't threaten her in any way. We never get any physical violence. And when he goes back in time to 1707, the time of Peter the Great in Russia, he maintains Western traditions, quote unquote, that exclude, you know, beating your wife and, and forcing sex on her and all these horrible things that were generally socially acceptable at the time. So, Even though Nicholas can be unscrupulous, I think he's a pretty solid partner in the end. Now their relationship begins with an understanding that they may never be in love, but that he can offer Emma these options that she wouldn't otherwise have in terms of money and influence and freedom. And he is low-key secretly in love with her but has of course a very traumatic past. It's pretty traumatic and a brother who died and he attributes that to their abuse at the hand of their father and so at the end of the day this crazy random time travel bid goes back and he sort of assumes the identity of his great 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 grandfather and then chooses a wife who of course is very similar to Emma and he thinks okay this this time around I don't have all the trauma and I can be okay and this can be beautiful and so he allows himself to be loved by this woman who theoretically could have been his great 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 grandmother anyway so in this very real scenario with Emma Stokehurst, he kind of wakes up and has to reevaluate the way that he has been engaging with her and everyone else. And so he has sort of a, an epiphany in this dream time travel scenario and then comes back and is able to kind of repair that bridge. I really enjoyed reading about a stronger female character in this book. She is allowed to be angry and to express her indignation. She also is fighting for more vulnerable creatures, people and trying to positively influence the world around her. So those are all amazing themes that I really enjoyed and were very exciting. And I am definitely a sucker for historical romance. So I enjoyed the historical aspects of it. The clothing and the opulence and the societal expectations. Sort of like a comedy of errors and or social commentary similar to that of Jane Austen and Charlotte Bronte. So if you are into any of that stuff, this book is a good one. I will also say there have been a couple of books... I've made my way through recently and so many of these books end with the main character becoming pregnant or talking about wanting to be pregnant and while that does not do it for me in any way I think it's really interesting that it's sort of the bow on the happy ending and it in this book in particular was made very clear that Nicola loved the idea of her being pregnant, not just because she was producing a baby or an heir or his child or what have you, but it was a part of the kind of fantasy of a husband being really deeply turned on by your pregnant body. And even though you are wildly uncomfortable and feel strange in your body, that your partner expresses not only love, but lust. Uh so there is that at the end. I feel like all of those books should come with a disclaimer, so I'm disclaiming right now. This book does end with the main character having a baby. There is also mention of Russia. Obviously, it is Russia of a different era. I know that Russia is problematic at the moment, and so that may be a trigger for some folks. This book was interesting, the story was interesting, the characters were well written, and Although there were tropes and there there was some violence and surprises and social commentary involved, there were also very steamy scenes and an underlying romantic aesthetic that I really appreciated. So, highly recommend. Please let me know if you are into historical romance and if you have any favorites or recommendations for me. In the meantime... I'm madly in love with you, and we'll see you next time. We love our listeners, so don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, you can find us on Patreon at Lick My Lit Podcast. See you there.